0: Oh <laughs> A.K.A. the Bizzle. Oh, the Bizzle. Thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle. Thank you. The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. Go. All right, Bizzlecast listeners, welcome to Marvel's Netflix Daredevils. Marvel's Netflix Daredevils, episode nine, season two. We're throwing Frank Castle in jail with the kingpin, Papa Bizzle.
1: So this is a um, this is a flashback. To uh, to show us what it was like when he first got imprisoned, when the kingpin first got imprisoned, and I love this whole scene—the way uh, it's directed, and the way it's acted. I mean, it's it's really every move by D'Onofrio, uh Every every minute move has has meaning, has psychological meaning. His face, his hands, his pace, what he does with his clothes, with his cufflinks—it's great. It's just a great scene.
0: He is the definition of nouveau riche, right? I mean... Yes. Yes. Yeah. The music, almost like Vikings-esque music.
1: I have mine down so low I can't hear the music.
0: Brilliant. Look at, look at, them, look oh, at these cupcakes. Oh, no, like. those are the ones from his dad that he always wears. He has tons yeah. of them, and he wears them every day. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. the least... The the thing that was had me least against him in the final season was that they were going to spread the revelation that he killed his horrible father.
1: Yes, right.
0: I, I I don't think that should be punishable based on what we saw.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Look at him in the white, yeah. trying to be dignified. You know, he's this big, giant, fat baby in the white jumpsuit. He's trying to be dignified. Yeah. This whole remember thing, what he and, did with his voice in the magnificent seven that movie was so fun just the cast it was really yeah, yeah. that was like so, my oceans 11 i love that so
1: this this white screen thing here is it uh, alludes to his white painting that is so important to him for vanessa
0: you mean the one where he almost kills the holocaust survivor and then dex goes ahead and kills her
1: Yes, exactly, that that one.
0: I thought, again, with the Jewish themes of the Netflix series in New York, Dad, was one of the most powerful moments of television I've ever seen, the combination of those two things.
1: Yeah, that was great.
0: He's immediately asking about Vanessa. They're spinning the camera. He's going to start getting his plan going, and his lawyers are going to be skeptical and say, we don't have the money and blah, 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 and he's going to keep pushing, and this all leads to his dominance in season three, Dad. This is brilliant. This is completely setting up his dominance in season three. It's crazy. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. He has such deep feelings for her. It's, it's amazing.
0: I don't find Vanessa a believable character, but I love Ayala Zur, so I don't care.
1: Oh, I think there are are women that like that are like That's that. That's true. That. that
0: is true. But art museum women, I don't know. But that, you're right about that.
1: But they but, they they, <laughs> they love they love uh, powerful and violent guys.
0: Yeah. This is what I'd be doing. I'd be reading the newspaper and novels in jail and getting my ass kicked, probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is great. I love this scene um, when Dutton tries to intimidate the kingpin.
0: Well, that's why the casting of of D'Onofrio was so important, Dad. It was not just that he looked like the big, fat, bald guy in the comics, but that he was brutally violent and capable of murdering people himself. calls him mr dutton yeah exactly he calls yeah. he calls karen miss page until she insists that they go by their first name when they All run right. each other down oh man
1: Dutton is so sure he has the upper hand here. I mean, so
0: the director of this episode directed has directed a small number of a lot of Netflix shows and sci-fi shows and genre oh. shows and law shows, and he's a you know a serial TV one two three episode per per series director kind of guy. And I have to think that he shat himself when he saw the script for the middle of this uh, mo- uh, episode.
1: I think he did a great job with, with the, the way he, he choreographed. Well, this each is of my showrunner
0: thing. But, but Marvel is so. I mean, Disney is so open about who's involved in what, and Marvel is so closed about it. I want to know who the showrunners are. Oh, I know right. Melissa Rosenberg is for Jessica Jones, but outside of that, I don't know.
1: So the wheels are already turning in his head. He's, uh, he's hatching a plan. To take over.
0: So when do you think Wilson Fisk went from the working class boy who killed his dad in defense of his mom to this nouveau riche? You know, I'm going to cut everything with knife and fork kind of guy.
1: I don't know. I mean, we really don't get the much backstory after his childhood, and then when we see him as this full, fully hatched adult baby man.
0: I, I wonder how long. if karen uh, took the wrong lesson from what she learned from his mom and if karen had actually tried to appeal to him humanly even if just to trick him it would be interesting to see what would happen right as opposed to bragging to murdering his best friend But it's ballsy. All right, so Dad, here cometh the first criticism of the Daredevil series. And this is, I think, the the, the Karen thing that we've been missing the whole time. Which is the problem with Karen is she's not Misty Knight, she's not Claire Temple, and she's fucking not Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing. And with all these and of course Jessica Jones and even Trish with all these amazing other female characters, right? It's kind of a lot to 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 be just the girly girl with all these other ridiculously strong women.
1: Yeah, well she's she's not obviously she's not anywhere along the, the superhero track i mean she's not no
0: but compared to trish i mean trish isn't a superhero but she studies kravma gun works out and carries a gun and you know defends herself you know what i mean like
1: yeah but i don't think we we need that from from karen we got Electra. we got kingpin although karen got- does
0: carry a gun and has killed multiple bad guys <laughs> get it done <laughs> yeah He's got Good the day. vision. He's got the dream. He's already thinking about it. Now he's got lackeys already.
1: Look look, look at his notes. I mean, he's got he's got notes up the wazoo about how to yeah. uh, so set, Ted, set up all, all the chess pieces. So look at that.
0: You, you haven't had a chance to listen to my Smiley podcast, yeah, which I just released, recorded a few days yeah. ago. But we talk about how our education system has failed us because there's people working at the pizza shop at some places that have like 190 IQ and we're not recognizing them and employing them and like saving the world, for example. Yeah. Uh, but I also talk about in the corporate world, there's tons of people that if they just got paid a little bit more to work in healthcare education would do so. It's just the pay gap is so ridiculous. Wilson Fisk, I mean, this guy should be working for the government on in a positive way, but his life experience, you know, has taken him the completely the other way. But he's got a ridiculous IQ. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's got a ridiculous IQ. And yeah. you know, there is a subset of, of, of sociopaths who do, and they're, they're world beaters.
0: People seek order. People seek safety, order, predictability, security, even in a place like jail. And he's providing the illusion of that, if nothing else. And so they follow behind Well, it's him.
1: going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot more than illusion uh, after, after a, a few weeks here. I mean, he totally stacks the deck in his favor, takes it away from, from Dutton.
0: But he's providing an ideology beyond just the we're trapped behind cells in jail thing to some of these people, you know? Right. Uh,
1: The lawyer's trying to keep him out of trouble so he can get him out of there as soon as possible. I mean, Vanessa
0: is the downfall of him, ultimately. I guess that's the Romeo, Juliet, Shakespeare thing they're going for, where, I I mean, it's...
1: not really (laughs) all right now now we're done with the flashback and we've jumped back into the real time of the
0: the last episode line this is where the last episode ended correct right correct here's the problem dad I love The Punisher. I love John Bernthal. But right now in episode nine, I am ready to get back to Electra. And I think the biggest problem with oh. Daredevil season two is it's two seasons in one, which is a bonanza for us watchers and super entertaining, but also somewhat disconnected. Although, I just, you talk. Cons- Oh, yeah, here comes the music, baby. 10 minutes and 36 seconds into the recording, <laughs> they finally play the music. Uh, I the think that only that longer- a record. No, the only longer intro is the third or fourth episode of The Defenders, where we see the full birth and transformation of Electra into the black sky and, you know, coming out like an, an orc from the pit of ooze and, you know, and Alexandra training her and blah, 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 They never go this long. That was right. very impressive.
1: But. Yeah, that was very impressive.
0: So Jeff Loeb and Drew Goddard, I, I would say, are the showrunners from what I can tell.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So, what do you make of the fact that it seemed like Marvel was going to dominate on movies and television? But while it's dominating in movies, it's been having an extremely difficult t- or uneven time on all forms of television. And as soon as Star Wars gets introduced to television, it, it's like e- everyone is fascinated. That, that I just, they set up so many plots. In 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 these Daredevil seasons, I just don't buy that they're going to can it unless it's a legal thing with Netflix. I think this is all smoke and mirrors and subterfuge and sabotage until they get a hold of these properties and the end, you know, the NDAs or whatever you want to call it, run out in a year or two, and then they can revisit these characters in in different forms. There's no way you get a Lodi Young, Charlie Cox, Mike Coulter, Kristen Ritter, not. Not to mention the side characters you know what i mean like and not keep them in the disney family is ridiculous
1: so so this is the wet work team that electra brought in to clean up the mess from her having uh gutted the uh the young kid ninja um this is this is all you're going to get of the in this episode is just about two minutes here oh really yeah. As That's he, good. It, That's
0: good though. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Because you want the last three episodes to be full.
1: They have another another conversation about their disconnect, their their values disconnect.
0: She looks like an alien to me. She she's a beautiful alien, and she looks like no other human being I've ever seen before. Oh. <laughs> no. I don't mean that in an insulting way whatsoever. I, 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 she looks otherworldly. She looks like a spirit, like a, a sorceress or something. A goddess. Well, I said that last time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said she looks like a goddess. I said she looks like the French queen of England. I uh, you gave her. Well oh, right, of them, but... right, right. Again, still not psychotic. You know, listening back to our last podcast, the biggest debate we had was about the pleasure she got or didn't get from murdering the child. And I I
1: mean, you can almost make an argument that his reality testing is shakier than hers in, in this little mini scene here, where he's so sanctimonious about not killing anybody. Even this kid who came to assassinate the Let me, let me the give two you a them. basic
0: philosophical equation. If you know that there are people trying to destroy the world, A. B, you think you can maybe stop the people trying to destroy the world by maybe killing them. And C, you probably won't even get found out for doing it. Logically, utilitarian would say you must follow that course of action.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: It may not be realistic, but in this case, logic would dictate you would do that thing. And Elektra is right. Elektra, you enjoy killing, he but he enjoys telling other people not to kill. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: he's he's way over the top with his. uh
0: I think I'm least annoyed at him in season three, even with all the Catholicism, because he's just so clearly broken that he's more honest. That's right. She's right. She's right. She, if she turned to him and said, look, we can kill 300 to 1,000 people or whatever, and ensure the safety of the world, you know what I mean? Like, we need to at least discuss this. But she she's so smitten with him and his ideology and his religion, right, and that she can't you even... Know.
1: Well, n- nothing Nothing that they've been involved in uh, is murder. I mean, it, it's all, they're, they're fighting a war mm-hmm. against an evil force, mm-hmm. and it's self-defense. So, I mean, uh, the murder was, uh, did, didn't she kill the guy who uh, who killed his dad, Sweeney, or Rusko Sweeney? We
0: were told, and he was told. Yeah. So that
1: that was murder, but.
0: She. Every yeah. time I watch this, she's less and less psychotic throughout this season. Yeah. I really. Th- I still say she murdered the child to defend him. And and to prove that she did have the murderous thing inside her, and she didn't know what to do about it.
1: Right. Mm. That was He's a
0: good line such for him. A fucking Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, God. What the hell happened? Don't worry about it. It's cool. Oh, it's cool? Yep. All right. I thought we got disconnected on the phone or something. No, we're
0: good. We're good. Okay. Okay. I just need here, to hear
1: Yeah, that's on here. Right. Here he's way up in his high I just need I to need fight to... alone. I know it's so ridiculous. What he's is the
0: so... great sin that he committed? Is what I don't understand. Usually, the extreme guilt comes from a, a horrible sin, and I don't know what his is. Man, Jesus is not Jesus, but Jesus's followers really fuck things up, man jesus what jesus's followers supposed followers really fuck things up for everyone in the west
1: there was a great scene last night in in ray ray donovan where one of his brothers is oh
0: you're still watching that oh that makes me so happy i love leave shriver nice
1: there was a great jesus christ scene with one of his brothers
0: so this is a um, typical Wilson Fisk manipulation. This yep. is a Shakespearean lie that he tells him to sell him on killing someone that Kingpin wants out of the picture, and it lies to Frank about it and assumes Frank is going to die.
1: This is a great little mini morality play here between the, the two of them. I mean, Frank doesn't buy anything that comes out of this guy's Can mouth. you
0: imagine if Trump was Fisk in terms of intelligence? Then I would really be scared. Yeah, we'd be in trouble. The way he sells fake honesty for pure lies is amazing. This is all... He's like he's like Gollum. He can just the draw from multiple personalities yes. at will.
1: Yeah, this is just a used car sales job. Yep. and he and he frames it pretty well, but 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 Frank is having none of it. He, has, he doesn't have, he doesn't he doesn't I don't anything. think
0: Punisher becomes a character until the Punisher series. I think they as much as I love Burnthal, I probably would have dialed back Burnthal a little bit in this a series for more of the lecture in hand, but again, that would go along with that leading directly into the Defenders and that wasn't the plan. So The Frank of, of the Punisher series would be too smart for this, but I guess he's just all sorts of fucked up at this point. You
1: no, know, he's got his own reasons. I mean, he, he's not buying what Fisk is selling. Uh, yeah, he
0: does. He says, the, this is the guy who killed the, you know your family. Go kill him. And then it's really someone who the Kingpin wants to kill. And then he has to murder everybody. And then he comes back to Kingpin, and for whatever reason, doesn't kill the Kingpin.
1: But he's doing it for his own reasons, his own purposes.
0: I think Vincent D'Onofrio is one of the few of uh, pure American actors that I would call in- inarguably Shakespearean. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: The way he delivers his lines is amazing. Yeah. He's
1: amazing the way he possesses this yep. role.
0: Yep. And you know what, Dad? Shakespeare still the best. His act structure is the best. His language is the best
1: see that is, that's just, that's beautifully said
0: but frank um, goes it. through this journey where he fucks up his own case and then he murders a bunch of people in jail and then he shoots one person to save daredevil in the final episode of daredevil I don't know. I think it's a huge flaw, and the only reason it doesn't seem like a flaw is it's the Punisher and his Burnthal. But if you look at the structure of his character's journey across what else is going on, it is a little <laughs> out of sorts, I think. But once you see the Punisher series, it all goes away, so it doesn't matter. All right.
1: He's still, he's still pushing the sale.
0: I, I can't believe he didn't win an Emmy or a Golden Globe for the Punisher series. I mean, that was that's an all-time great television performance.
1: Well, how, how about uh, Denofrio was best supporting in a in a TV yes, drama? Yes,
0: I'm talking about a lead lead role. I can't yeah. believe yeah. these. Neither of these two. Yes.
1: Well, you know, I mean, Frank knows he wants to kill the guy, so. Yep.
0: And look, dead. It's no secret, Karen Page has the best interactions with Kingpin of the main characters, even Charlie Cox. And that's what sold me on her, that she could really stand up toe-to-toe with this guy as an actress. Third third season, right? Third season. Oh, yeah, yeah, third season, yep. I, I it, look, there is an interpretation here where Frank knows he's being used, and this is going to go south, and then he's going to have to murder everyone, and that's what he wants.
1: Well, you know Frank fi- figures he can he can do it his way and for his own reasons, his own purposes,
0: but he does get out foxed. Uh, by Well, Fisk. except he gets out of jail. Yes, right. So he doesn't get out. I, he actually wins, but he has to murder so many people. Yeah, but
1: it's Fisk that allows him to win. I mean, Fisk is the one that gets him, ultimately gets him out, gets and him released. And that's
0: Fisk's long game, which makes him so brilliant, is yeah. he says, Frank's yep. going to do what I want and die, or Frank's going to do what I want and survive, but I have another carrot to offer him afterwards. Yeah,
1: this is a very painful scene. This is the uh, the the... the the separation, if not divorce, it's, it's the, the formal separation of the two boys.
0: I mean, look, say what you will about Foggy and Karen, they're the most yeah. memorable sidekicks of any of the characters in these series other than Jessica Henwick with Finn Jones with Iron Fist and Colleen, but that doesn't count because they're basically co-partners and it's their d- mm. series together. So that, sure. you know what I mean? Like, right. it doesn't really count. But in terms of sidekick, Karen and Foggy, clearly mm. the most memorable.
1: Yeah, they have they have really large parts for supporting uh, roles.
0: Look at uh, Matt going after his buddy. He's yeah. such a dick. He's a fucking yeah. dick.
1: Yeah, he is. But he's he's sort of riding on the crest of what he just did with and to Electra. He told her to kiss off too, because you know I am who I am's. Do you I'm know what the message
0: is. of this show is, Dad, that's so brilliant? Is with all of Matt Murdoch's lip service to Catholicism and Catholic love and so forth and blah, blah, blah. It's Fuggy and Karen's unconditional, totally irrational love for Matt Murdock that brings him back at the end of season three. And Mm -hmm. they should have ditched him as a friend a long time ago, and they don't, and they get him back at the end of season three. And that's actually the Jesus message. Like, that's the real one, not the fake one. Right, right. It's a beautiful thing.
1: Turn the other cheek, forgive. Love,
0: I love. They're all Irish and Foggy's family is all sketchy. The butcher shop—it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes sense. He'd be from a working class background for sure. And by the way, it's not just for convenience that they live in New York and go to college in New York and stay. In, I mean, you know my friends, Raquel. I mean, most of them grew up in New York and after college went immediately back and haven't yeah. left since. Right. Greg, Catesby—I mean, all of them. Yeah, I—I I, I just the Matt Murdock's torment is sold totally by Charlie Cox's performance, Dad, and that's why I'm giving him so much credit all the time because the 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 background and the writing doesn't really give us. I mean, even Captain America from World War II has baggage that you can look at, or Wonder Woman, you know? Like, I don't know what Matt Murdock's real baggage is.
1: Well, his baggage is that uh, uh, Hell's Kitchen killed his father, and he feels that he has to redeem, you know, the, the downfall of his dad. It's all on his shoulders. It's a... It's an edible
0: thing. I think. I think Karen at age forty seven could run for president. That's that's what I I could the 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 high ceiling of this char- w- woman's character. Oh. Although she's got <laughs> she's got baggage, I suppose. But I I just I love how she doesn't ever avoid being awkward or physical and, and moving into things. You know, like it's. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Fungy. Yeah,
1: I mean, He's he, doing everything he care, to just... He could care less w- about her excitement and her, her, her hypomania here.
0: I love it. I love their platonic friendship. It's so great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but in the end, he doesn't care as much about her as he does about Matt.
0: I think that...
1: I mean, he, Matt, M- Matt's his first love.
0: Yes, yes, yes. He's obsessed and in love with Matt. Absolutely. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah he loves Matt way more than she does yes
1: right she's dug up a new a new clue about the John Doe body that disappeared
0: I never roll my eyes Dad, at any of this. Even when I didn't love Karen and Foggy in the beginning, I never rolled my eyes at this stuff. It's so understated. It, it, it brilliantly directed. The cameras moving around just enough. Good amount of close-up shots. Dude, wait till you see Dad, the amount of just right on the face close-up shots and Creed of the main four or five six oh. characters. Oh. It's very Battlestar. You know, it's like just boom, just like right up on their face or lord of the rings it's it's great
1: she's trying to make a little bit light of it she doesn't really know the depth of uh the um the split the rupture
0: oh he's encouraging her i love him i love them yeah and that's what marcy loves about him by the way is he's He's such a sweet guy but he's so secure and confident in himself Oh, oh! here it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she divulges the electrociting sighting <laughs> in, in Matt's bed.
0: I love how strongly she takes it, though. In the CW show, they'd be crying for like three episodes over oh. being ditched oh. for whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. By the way, Ruby Rose crossover Batwoman happening tonight on the CW. I'm not oh. optimistic, even though I love her. Yeah, she's really terrific. It's so cheesy. It's the opposite of this. This cheesy. is better than the Marvel movies, I think.
1: Well, I I prefer it. I, you know, I prefer this ground-level gritty stuff
0: Look at the, the camera shit. movement. It's the same thing that I'm telling you. The directors, they just take this mini camera, and they just sit there, and they just right up on them, move it around, and there's a couple lighting people, and that's the whole scene. It's great. They they film it like theater, and so it comes off that way, and it's awesome.
1: Right? Yeah, it is like theater. See, he's he just he's, he's oh, just. Can
0: I can can I bring a very go. tangential point in very quickly here as we hit the middle of the episode? which yep. is I just want to thank all of you Bizzlecast listeners who have devoured all of 13 of my Jessica Jones <laughs> a, a, a season one commentaries. I, I, I really appreciate it. And it just shows how much people love JJ. And yeah. uh, we got to get the defenders together so we can get Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock fighting w- once more side by side.
1: Well, we have to get a, a decent third season out of JJ is what we need after the second i don't know if they can
0: without a team-up it should be her and luke cage that's how it is in the comics
1: well they did it in one without a team-up
0: they're married in the comics they've got kids they should fight together i mean it makes so much sense oh this is the doctor guy
1: no this is the accountant for for the hand who uh you know had the the codes for the book and all and so, uh Matt figures that he's the weak link in the whole hand thing,
0: by the way, Jessica goes nice ears about the horns t- to Matt, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> great <laughs> now here's an important reveal in one in one minute or in seconds.
0: I think Netflix is screwed. Disney's lying through their teeth. And two and a half years from now, we're going to have a big Defenders team up with all these characters and more. Yeah, I hope so. Jessica Henwick. I mean, she's so stunning and so young and so athletic and such a great fighter. How can you let her go? It seems impossible.
1: There, see, they have his son. They took his son right? Daniel. That's how
0: it always is, you know. Yeah. I
1: mean, he's at, he's at the farm being zombified for his blood,
0: right? But this is my problem with the comic book properties: is they're constantly presenting us with scenarios that seem realistic but don't actually happen almost ever in real life. And well, guess what, I think Frank would do. This what Frank would of- do if he met the people who were kidnapping a child.
1: So this is a new a new fact that uh, Matt didn't know about with this farm thing, which is very cool. The way they direct that scene coming up. All right, here she is, the budding journalist.
0: She's so great. I love her. I really do.
1: Back with the doofus editor.
0: Oh, his so is of, at eleven forty. Right. And, and, He's so
1: full of himself.
0: Not really. Not like the, gu- the guy in the wire. He's, he's just uh, you know. He's mostly trying to relax her the way Foggy does. You know, there's just this like, e- even Frank Castle. There's this instinct not to like hit on her or do anything weird, but to just relax her and get her to. Because she, there is a brilliant brain inside there. You know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. goes back to what I was talking about earlier about, you know, she comes from nothing and nowhere. And thank God her brain is on the case, or a lot of this stuff would not be resolved. Even though she's in the middle of Vermont doing cocaine with her stupid family.
1: If she's ready here to bag it herself now and uh he he reels her back in
0: no hair movement by the way almost this whole episode oh, it's because she's got it pinned back thank god well but that's what i've been saying <laughs> if, if they put it forward what else are the actresses gonna do that's why claire danes is pushing it back constantly because they just push it forward
1: yeah Love well, they finally decided uh, to do that. Baseball
0: metaphor from the Jewish newspaper Yeah, of course, great. of course, of course, of <laughs> course. <laughs> I mean, everyone is Jewish in The Punisher. It's so funny. Even even people who look African and like gorgeously South African are Jewish. It's unbelievable.
1: He's starting to reel her back in.
0: she's so much more made for this though is the thing this this yeah, never that, felt forced to me even when i wasn't sure wh- where i was with karen this this uh, never felt forced
1: well they they did a nice job of uh beginning to set it up in the first season with with ben you know ben the the reporter ben oh um, yeah which they bring him back in in a minute here she actually gets assigned I, to his his office, I know, just,
0: I, I have to say, Father. I just, I must say, halfway through or headed towards the final Daredevil, I still think Jessica Jones season one is the best thing Marvel's done on television, and arguably in general in the modern era, but definitely on television. As much as I love Daredevil, as much as I love Punisher, what they did with Jessica Jones, and I agree with what you were saying before. We need an amazing season three because season two did not. Oh, respect so, so the direct. legacy of how great every moment of season one was it, it
1: was direct i mean it really was I mean, do you it remember
0: you're just... watching the first jessica jones episode and you think she's saving hope schlotman and then she murders her parents in the elevator because kilgrave told her to i mean yeah, it's just yeah, it, yeah. Oh, here comes the shiv you All know. right, so the thing is, this, this series manages to be ultra-violent without overly fetishizing the violence, I would say. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's a fine line. I mean, Game of Thrones openly fetishizes rape, violence, sexual assault, and so forth.
1: It kills the bodyguard.
0: I just... <laughs> I, I would okay, be here, so given up in Frank's position right now.
1: We're at the farm. Stan Stan took uh, Matt to the farm. And this is a very cool scene, this whole thing. Because we get the whole blood thing in the cauldron, and
0: I just lead, leads am into season so three. disappointed that. The, the solo Marvel movies in, in the early days made a, a sm- good amount of money, not very much. And then the Avengers came out and it blew the doors off of all the movie industry. And yet the Defenders went by with not even much commenting from people. I, I don't really understand. I love these solo series, but the build up to the Defenders and the defenders itself was so great. I'm not really sure what people are looking for, but again, until we know the extent of Disney subterfuge and sabotage with this whole thing, we won't really know the answers to that. So I'll I'll drop it for now. Yeah, this is, this is like probably the only unnecessary side bar of the entire season.
1: Well, there was something nefarious going on at the at the carousel. She's great. Look and, at her
0: physicality. In the the thing is, it they figured out how to shoot Karen just in general physically in the second season in a much more effective way.
1: Yeah, they they kind of Barbie dolled her in the first season.
0: Oh yeah, yep. the hair, the outfits, yeah. The hair, the outfits—it's ridiculous. Like I said, the CW does this all the time, and it and, and infuriates me do you agree with me though that while they might not have known in season one they must have known at least some good portion in season two of karen's tw- uh twisted and tormented backstory
1: what you're gonna see actually uh you're gonna you're gonna be surprised when when she gets led into ben's office here shortly as her new office
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're gonna see that they did know Um, because Ben was doing research on her and has a, a -hmm. file of clippings from, uh, New Hampshire or whatever. So yeah, they, they did have some pretty good idea of what her backstory was.
0: So, you'll I have no see. sympathy with The Punisher. I mean, I sympathize with John Bernthal because he's John Burnthal and I know these guys are all scum, but this episode is just bloodletting, but because the dialogue and plot movement is so great, I don't really care, and I'm down with it, right? But it is just bloodletting.
1: Well... But not because of the Punisher, because of Fisk. Fisk sets it up to be a... uh,
0: But they don't pay it off in season three with the Punisher coming back is the problem. They they set up a payoff that doesn't get paid off.
1: I'm not even sure whether he kills Dutton. Dutton gets mortally injured, but I'm not sure who oh, mortally here it is. injures him. It
0: wasn't a massacre. It was a sting. My source warned me the feds infiltrated one of the gangs. Yes. I don't know how big the deal was. Massive exchange. Yep. The feds were the ones who did it. Yep. But then it becomes Homeland Security in the Punisher series, which is why I don't understand. I, uh, th- there is th- th- there's a bit of a retconning between this and the Punisher series about what went on overseas and locally, right? I mean, it doesn't all add up to me.
1: Well, the blacksmith
0: is the, is the
1: tall, dark, handsome guy from, from the Punisher, right? The, uh,
0: no, 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 but I'm saying... The, the black ops guy? Whether it's the police, the FBI, the DA's office, the National Security... You know what I mean? Like, there's so many organizations involved. It's just not clear. He said there's 100 people with guns. I just... I, I don't understand. Like, why was Frank such a target? I still don't understand.
1: Well, I don't think Frank was a target. I think... Yeah, he killed him. They, they just got caught in the, t- in the crossfire. He and his family just got caught in the crossfire. He wasn't target.
0: I can't. Oh, he did. I wasn't going to say anything, Dad. But how did you think this guy wasn't going to die? You got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, well, because he he, wasn't the he wasn't the ultimate. uh, It doesn't matter. They're all scum to Frank. Yeah. They're all scum to us, and they're all scum to Frank. And that's the that's the attraction of the Punisher that makes us then think about why we're attracted to the Punisher
1: well they are scum I mean they're objectively scum no no, no
0: but that's what I'm saying I'm saying the whole point of Frank's character is that we get pleasure out of him killing scum yeah. but then we think yes. about the fact that it's a lot of killing and uh, and now it's even more murder so this is of course teasing the police owning the jail uh, in uh, season 3 with the 11 minute fight with Daredevil <laughs> here it is yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Fisk orchestrated the whole thing. Uh,
0: This is is an amazing scene. This is.
1: This is is some fight scene. This is
0: great. That was fake punch. Everything else looks great. Yeah. The problem is he wants to really hit these guys and get hit.
1: Wait, look, he gets impaled.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. i i i I would postulate that though you know my whole movie versus tv thing that two hour movie can be more impactful than five seasons of a television show yeah i i I would postulate that Jeremy renner in the in the hurt locker is on par with uh with the punisher from a psychological standpoint of of Mm -hmm. war and and so forth this is what Jeremy Renner would be doing. if he, Jeremy Renner's character in the Herlocker would be doing in jail. Oh. I mean, what's so crazy is this is hard PG-13 with some R, and then you watch the Defenders with the decapitations and stuff, and it is hard R. I mm-hmm. mean, Jessica Henwick clearly decapitates <laughs> her latino advisor <laughs> i mean it's like you can't even believe it yeah i mean this is this, this is our you could almost get pg-13 aw- away with this that actually went quicker than i remembered I, you
1: know I, I i can't believe this this would be pg-13 would they really make this pg-13 this was well, really the gory. matrix movies the up, were rated r stabbing. but
0: today the they'd be pg-13 Yeah, I don't. this doesn't make sense because the police that work in New York are loyal, but the police in the jail are corrupt. I just don't understand.
1: That's a whole different system in the prison system and the prison guards are they're not really police.
0: Shawshank Redemption, one of the best movies of all time.
1: Yeah. All right. Now we're back down the farm and uh, Maddie's trying to figure out what's going on here.
0: By this the way, I, more, they should have had more Madame Gao this season. And as I've said a million times before, I love Sigourney Weaver, but Madame Gao should have been the big bad guy in the Defenders for me personally.
1: Yeah, and I agree with that. I, I'm a big fan of Madame Gao's.
0: Really they big. They set her up so great. And she's in a ton of Iron Fist Season 1 as well. She's
1: such a subtle villain. I mean, she's so subtle.
0: Yeah, she's really malicious in Iron Fist Season 1. Oh, is she? Mm hmm. Huh. Because she wants the iron she knows they need the Iron Fest. Did I spoil for you what happened at the end of Iron Fest season two?
1: I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't believe so. It.
0: The problem is, with all the masculinity, Dad, if I don't get my strong female characters, I can't get fully invested, which is why I need a lecture in this season. Well, you get her a ton in this season. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying you pull back on a lecture on this season. I don't think I love it as much as I do. When I have it up with the great television seasons for me. Right,
1: right. Akumasana. He hears the blood.
0: That's blood. What's so interesting is that Japanese own sci fi fantasy mythology is based on uh putting souls into robots and stuff it's like the opposite of this Um, in japan it's it's the notion of if you create a brilliant robot does it have a soul and what does that mean for for them and for us and you know what i mean um it's sort of it's interesting uh uh, what's what i'm looking for adverse parallel yeah
1: yeah right all right here's ben's office There's some really important things that happened here.
0: Um, I think she's so pumped to have her hair pulled back. She's just throwing... Look at that little bun. Oh, that's beautiful. Well done. Well done, makeup. Finally. Get that hair out of her fucking face.
1: Ben and his wife. There's the Karen page (sighs) file with the clippings in it. She's going to open it up and see what he really had.
0: And, I'm so pumped she's going to be on Critical Role, look, Dad. I, look. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the Ben stuff. Yeah.
1: No, it's her stuff. Mystery accident causes teen fatality.
0: No, but you know, the connection that, with Ben is making her cry. Oh,
1: yes. Right, right. No, it's her guilt. And he, he's, he's going to say, I don't really care. Ben didn't care. I don't care. Get to work.
0: you <laughs> sound like he's something like admiral dama get to work yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: look look at the look at the bottle of uh, pepto ball on the desk i love that you see that
0: mm-hmm. but this is jessica's problem is jessica thinks everyone who's tangentially related to her who suffers even if there's nothing she could do and it's not her fault, she puts it on herself, just like Matt, Dad. But the difference is Jessica's a humanistic person and not a religious person. And so she deals with it like a normal human being and doesn't put all this existential nonsense over it.
1: She's putting her New Hampshire uh, trauma behind her and going to work, doing her digging, doing her research.
0: I love that, great- like the third to final line of the final Daredevil episode of the final season was, it was Charlie Cox saying to Karen, "You're much more stable than Jessica Jones." I was like, "Yes, yeah." <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> quickly, quickly we turn to seven. <laughs> yeah. This is apocalypse now. This is exactly apo- This is the heart of darkness thing. This is exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. You're right. Yep. This is pushing people into a horribly primitive, violent environment and then saying, this is what you wanted, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Face off. Like, look, 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 he dwarfs He's so Frank. small
0: compared to him. Look at him. He
1: dwarfs up. Frank. Uh,
0: he's skinny, it is Frank Castle?
1: I needed to close the lips. So he admits what the real plan was. he didn't think he could survive
0: the problem is that is the men who love comic book movies and television this is what they love they don't love the women and they don't love the more subtle stuff i love this stuff too but i also love the other stuff and like well, the i said who,
1: the, the people know. who made the show obviously love the other stuff so
0: well, I know, but like I said, I think part of the antipathy towards Electra was they just wanted more and more and more and more of this masculine, macho stuff. Yeah, right. But, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, well, I'm going to shut my mouth.
1: Yeah, you're so talented. Tenders. You're such, such a gift. We shouldn't waste it. Look at Frank's, Frank, If he could, if he could choke him out, he would.
0: Yeah, but the more I watch this, th- I mean, Fisk isn't wrong that that's what he wanted was to murder a bunch of those guys. Right, right. That
1: was he needed to do that to take over the box, the big boxes they call it.
0: The, look, Ooh. the fighting and the special effects are way better in the Defenders than in any of the solo series. I don't, I, I, I don't understand why people. Don't love that.
1: Well, you don't think the fighting on the cell blocks that he—it's he fine,
0: but it's it. it.
1: <sighs> I don't see the difference.
0: Uh, no, there's a big difference. For eight ep- for eight instead of ten to thirteen episodes of Defenders, they threw so much money at it, and it looked amazing. <laughs> the big giant fights.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. you are.
0: The problem is actors wise, Bernthal and D'Anofrio at the top of my list. But in terms of like the the lore and the characters on the ground, the main characters Iron Fist and Daredevil and and those characters are are, are more interesting long term. But the villains always steal it, right? The good villains always steal the show.
1: Yes, right. Right, the great villains.
0: Oh, this, mm-hmm. is the, this is the Joker thing about hungry dogs feeding, you know? Yeah, uh-huh.
1: Yeah. So he's, Frank's, Frank's getting the message. He's going to send him out there to basically do his bidding by remote control. Decimate all the, but he doesn't end up
0: doing anything to help the kingpin on the outside, and then he doesn't come back in season three. So it's completely a red herring that wasn't intended to be a red herring that leads to nothing. Yeah, this leads to nothing. This 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 is the part that ages the worst because it didn't end up paying off at all in the Punisher series or Daredevil season three. I'm just I'm just calling it like I see it, and I love these fucking actors. It doesn't pay off. We never see these two together again. Hmm. He should have been there instead of Dex. Even though I like Dex. Hmm. Or something. Yeah, yeah. That's, he really believes or maybe that he says Or it. maybe not. Maybe this is actually about Frank b- bouncing his pinball into the Kingpin's pinball to get going in season three, and it's less about Frank, you know? Mm. And so that, that part's brilliant.
1: There you go. He really thinks that Frank should get revenge for the – I, I don't. I
0: just. I don't. I don't think Bernthal 100% finds the Frank Castle character until the Punisher series, and that's not an insult because complex characters take a long time to get. And from moment one of the Punisher series, he is Frank Castle. It's insane. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh no. God help us. Yeah. yeah. Asian people with costumed Americans in dark places. This
1: is great. I love this. This is really good. uh, Who's the the number one uh, ninja that Matt already killed once? What's his name? Nobu. Nobu. Right. So this is with with Nobu.
0: But he's not one of the five hand members. And there's the cauldron. Uh, bring, right with blood, brings, brings and that's where lecture is going to be at the end of the series, that's right. right? Yeah, that's
1: right. And here, here's the zombies. The
0: zombie stuff. The Witcher has tons of this. But what's hilarious about the Witcher is that the Witcher himself, Geralt, actually sympathizes with the twisted people of the world who get tortured and tormented. And he tries to actually help them in, in, in both the books and the video game. You know, like, he, this is exactly what Daredevil does. He tries to help these people mm-hmm. as fucked up as they are. Uh... In some cases, way uglier and more uh, uh, crazily removed from reality than this.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, these are just uh, young adults who are yeah. being drained of, of blood, basically.
0: Doesn't totally add up, you know? I mean, I just... <sighs> well,
1: it doesn't have to add up. Mixing I mean,
0: science and mysticism and fantasy is very hard. It's just, it's just hard. It's just innately difficult. And why these people are special or not special, it never really comes across to me. They're they're not special,
1: um, other than Stan's son.
0: But then they bring him to the hospital after they've already been drained, basically, and then they want to take back the same people. Poor Rosaria Dawson. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, I, I thought we get the whole scene. And now they're going to break over to this. this. This is this is brilliant. This is Dutton who's on
0: his last breath. <laughs> oh this is, this is great this is fantastic yeah, yeah. this, this is, is of course reminiscent of uh, Return of the King the final Lord of the Rings movies uh, movie when Lord Denethor of Gondor <laughs> sends his son out on a suicide mission because his older son played by Sean Bean died and so he doesn't care about his younger son and he's crazy and he's sending him out he's eating all his food while everybody's dying it, it, the, the notion of eating food while witnessing death directly or indirectly is r- always disturbing. And shows that he's a true sadist. By the way, oh yes, this
1: a- is absolutely. this is the
0: first example of Fisk being a true sadist. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, philosophical sadi- sadism is specifically this. Here goes
1: Frank. He's out.
0: He shouldn't so, come look, back at the end. He doesn't do anything in the final episode. He shoots one guy. I don't remember. Oh, uh, here we go. Speaking of the more important stuff, the flowing robes that look like flowers in the wind is straight from the Matrix. I love yeah, I was that gonna they s- do it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it really yeah. looks like Matrix-y.
0: Yeah. They, they give the men and the women long flowing robes because it yeah. looks so beautiful, fast it's, and slow. Right. I mean, there's nothing better than hand-to-hand fighting when it comes to action, right? I mean, guns, medieval weaponry, it doesn't matter. Like, hand-to-hand fighting is always going to be the most interesting. And I will state again, Dad, that even though I still think Charlie Cox is doing a lot of these stunts, he really had to do a lot in the final season because he wasn't wearing the costume. Yes,
1: right, right. Watch, watch it. This is this is a great
0: shot. So this Wait, is... Fuck. There, there. Yeah, Where that's he, he amazing. What is this weapon called? I always forget what this weapon is called.
1: I have no idea what it's called. But I should was, know. That was great the way it gashed the cement. I mean, he is no match for, for Nobu. Nobu is no. kicking his butt. No. Well, look at the, the bubbling blood. I think it's great. You know, blood is this miraculous life force, so you can see how they can make a connection between... I
0: know, but just why wouldn't they go after other people who weren't under police lockdown and take their blood? You know, it doesn't logically make sense.
1: Wait, who's who's under police lockdown?
0: They come after the these same people in the hospital when they bring oh. them to Rosario Dawson's hospital.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what, what the rationale for that is. We'll see. Next
0: next episode he kills him two or three times across the series oh you know i i hate to be too critical of anything because i love daredevil and i love all this stuff but what i've realized dad is that it's easier to work in some like like theoretical physics and science and cosmology into fantasy than vice versa it's much harder to bring fantasy into realism than it is to have a fantasy medieval environment, but you bring in some like scientific stuff. A- and again, I- I'm perplexed by the dark sky and why it has to be Electra and why, you know, Alexandra thinks El- e- Electra is going to be as the dark, as the black sky, the savior of their immortality mission. It- none of it ever, ever makes sense to me. And so I have to. Dock a few points, I don't want to because I love the series so much, but just logically consistently have to dock a few points. But that was indeniably a great episode with Kingpin and Frank, um, but the more I watch the series, Dad, the more Electra is the one who stands out to me more than the Punisher, and the Punisher to me really doesn't get going until the Punisher series, whereas Electra uses, you know, a, a secondary lead status at, at, at best in this series, and makes herself felt uh, on, uh, you know, a um foundational level I guess I would say and I'll throw it to you. All right folks, well I guess I lost my dad there. Thank you so much for listening. We will back we will be back within the next week with episode uh 10 which I believe is called uh oh wow, I should have this pulled up and I apparently do not. um, The next episode is called uh, The Man in the Box. Murdoch and Foggy get caught in the crossfire of the Punisher's revenge. Th- so, thank you for joining us, Papa Bizzle. <laughs> Disconnected. My accident. Uh, but we had a great time so thanks for joining us we'll be back at you soon may the force be with you but for now the Bizzlecast is out